to All About the Sisters Wellness Podcast, where we help you reclaim your overall health and wellness. Get informed, take action, and be better at being well. I'm Melanie Painter, founder of All About the Sisters and your host. I've never been a small thinker. I've had grandiose ideas since I was a kid. And back then, I allowed myself to dream freely. As an adult, I'm a bit more practical because life teaches you that dreaming a lot keeps you behind. It's in the doing. Thinking Big has its rewards. In the book, The Magic of Thinking Big, author David Schwartz shares one of the basic principles that says just by thinking it's possible makes it so. Whenever I had an idea for a business venture in the past, I certainly didn't think of it as an enterprise, let alone tech enterprise. All I wanted to do was get by to provide a product or service, increase revenue, pay these bills, and make a little extra money to enjoy life, maybe take a dream vacation. I guess guess this is how most people think when they have an idea. However, in March this year, when I decided to revamp this All About the Sisters platform, all I could think about was how to scale. I knew that the original format we started on would not hold in this new normal because it was based on in-person meetups, and that would not be sustainable in this atmosphere of COVID. Honestly, it was the first time I had ever considered growing a company differently. Maybe it was because my tech senses and expertise had grown exponentially over time. I delved into understanding that this was not to be a side hustle, but an enterprise generating millions while helping us Black women to understand our health a little better and taking our wellness more seriously. For this reason, I wanted to share the wisdom of Marsha Guerra, because she helps entrepreneurs expand their thinking beyond just being a small business or side hustle, and even provides business grants and training to help them scale. Our guest today is Marsha Guerra, best-selling author, speaker, trainer, business analyst, and coach. She's the CEO of Women on the Rise, Inc., DBA, her sweet spot. She's held a career in the financial investment and fintech industries, spanning over 20 years, working for Fortune 500 and startup firms, working in the areas of systems quality assurance, business analysis, and product management. She's the founder and executive director of the Eva Jordan Foundation, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to mentor women and young girls of color through entrepreneurship. Welcome, Marsha, to the All About the Sisters Wellness Podcast today. I hope you've been doing well in the course of this pandemic. Tell us what's been going on. Hello. Thank you, Mel, for having me. I'm so great to be here. You know, it's been a crazy, busy time. 2020 has not canceled. Whoever been saying that doesn't live our life, right? Right. So it's been a very active season. And and by the grace of God, I am well, my family is well, and things are just really actively moving now. That's really good to hear. I know during this pandemic, it stopped for some people. Um, It just halted a lot of things for them. So I'm happy to hear that at least with you and your family, things are going well. So I want to start off today by talking about you and your journey into entrepreneurship. Tell us a little bit about how you got started. And I've always had some type of entrepreneurship 
at least mindset for as long as I could believe, uh, remember, I've always helped people with um, resumes. I've done catering. I've done event uh, planning. And so I've, there's throughout my life, I've always wanted to stay active. And I didn't know it was entrepreneurship then, right? You just know that you have interests that you want to pursue and you also want to help other people. And so it's been years since I've been the serial entrepreneur. And about seven years ago, I decided, you know what? Let me refocus the work that I'm doing to support other women in their ventures as well. Because I found that I was being called on for advice. I was connecting people to the right resources that they need for their business and for, or, or for their clientele. And I found that to be something that I enjoyed doing. So I pursued uh, a business in that coaching and consulting. Okay. So how exactly do you work with women? I help women. So women come to me for a number of reasons, right? I have primarily assist women that have existing businesses that need to develop strategies and systems in order to get more clients and get more revenue. So we work together uh, either in a group setting or one-on-one to really look at their entire uh, brand identity and really get them moving in a direction for them to speak with authority in their field to the right people. Much, much needed, especially at a time like this, very much needed. We need, you know, women, I think with a lot of the businesses that women are um, founding now, we need to have leadership. It's so true. And, And what I am very particularly interested in supporting and helping women with in their service based business is looking at their business as I spoke to you about this before as a tech company, as a company that could um, ultimately seek outside funding, um, build partnerships, uh, raise money so that they could do the things to scale their business to the next level. You know, the dream and, and the goal for any entrepreneur should be to uh, build a business that employs others and you need money for that. You need you need to raise money and you shouldn't always have to bootstrap it. And so, you know, I have a program that I'm um, working with women and helping them do exactly that. Uh, grow their service-based business while keeping an eye on fundraising as well. I do remember we had the conversation about starting a business today and thinking of it as a tech business. So I want to jump into that. Can you explain what that means and why it's important? Yes. So oftentimes my clients are running their business uh, for a day-to-day, weekly, monthly financial need. We start businesses and women of color are, are, are the number one fastest growing groups of women starting or any entity, man or woman starting businesses is because we're looking to fill our own wage gap. We're looking to earn extra income to support our lifestyles and our families, right? And with that, we are just looking at the bottom line. And that's really a small business mindset rather than an entrepreneurship mindset. Mm -hmm. 
And so when I work with women, I help them to look beyond the week's balance, the month's balance, look beyond just the current need for money, but see how you can compete with larger websites. Amazon was nothing but a website, a trading website, a selling website. Amazon was nothing but a place to sell your stuff at one point, right? You have um, even fitness, fitness applications. They were nothing but websites for a company that someone decided uh, perhaps many people would want. And it's important to see that even though you're building a blog, many, many magazines now, online magazines that are so popular, Hello Beautiful, those started off as blogs and websites that people thought and could not see beyond that initial desire to, okay, write, write more, maybe reach people. But those are tech companies now. They're, they're seen in a larger capacity. They're raising money. They're making money because sponsor ad, um, ads and are, are huge sources of revenue when you build uh, a brand and a website that will reach millions, right? And so when you look and think about your, uh, your website, whether you're selling clothes, right? Whether you're a retailer, whether you are a um, health wellness provider, it's important that you begin to look at your brand and your company as a tech company. And when you hear the term starting women in tech, you don't have to be the developer, You don't have to be the person that's building it. You just have to be the person with the vision and the idea and know how to put the right people together to execute the things that you envision you want. You think Jeff Bezos and those people knew everything they were doing? No, right? But they had ideas. They knew how to put the right teams together. And we talk about that in my boot camp um, about putting the right teams together of people. And they don't necessarily have to be people you hire and pay huge salaries to, but having the right people to help you build out your vision is key. Thanks so much for sharing that. We need to hear it. We need to hear the truth. And a very good example of, you know, that, of a black owner, a black woman in business who started a blog many years ago, um, Natasha Eubanks from, uh, you, you guys will know her as the YBF, the Young, young Black and Fabulous. Yep. And yep. I remember she started this out of school just as a hobby. And she said she didn't start making money until four years later because she didn't understand that even starting a blog, she can generate money. And now she's considered a tech company because she's, posting content and doing all of this stuff. So it gets, you know, it gets a little technical, but if you think, if you go into the venture from the very beginning with the idea and you start thinking, how can I really scale this? What's the max scale I can, you know, get this to? I think that's where the, the tech, um, the tech switch comes in a little bit. Because if you're just thinking of it going in as a blog to entertain people, you're literally thinking of the day to day, like you said, how can Mm -hmm. I, just, you know, entertain, make, make fun, get followers. But what are you going to do with those followers? How do you monetize right. following? And so um, Natasha is kind of like one of my silent mentors. 
awesome. I, I, I love her story. How are you positioning? I heard you mention your boot camp. Is this how you're positioning women-owned companies to compete in the tech space? Yes. So my boot camp is really about not just having them build and develop businesses, but giving them the tools, the information and resources to 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 talk the language of talk of tech, of tech right? To talk the language of funding, understand what it means when um, you need to pitch to funders in the future, how to present your business so that it is seen as a serious, viable option. How to not get stuck in perfection and release a product that is presentable without it being your ultimate dream goal of, you know, reaching all magazine level, we we have those goals and we have those visions and we let that perfectionism uh, really get us stuck. And so the boot camp is really helping push and accelerate uh, people's mindsets. And, you know, I'm all about the four M's of business, mindset, money, marketing, and media. And we touch on every area of those, um, those four pillars to help push your business along. But you got to come prepared. You got to come ready, hungry, and willing to do the work. So I remember doing my first ever pitch at the Woman on the Rise conference. What was that year? 2016? That was 2017. Yes. (laughs) And I won my first ever business grant. Thank you so much. And that was an experience that I learned so much from. Tell us a little bit about the Woman on the Rise. Well, it's now Her Sweet Spot conference. We are now now Her Sweet Spot. The Women on the Rise Forum and Expo is now called the Her Rise Conference. Conference, Yes, and this year we also have a, we bring back our pitch competition. Uh, We're selecting women through a micro micro grant that we are um, handing out this year uh, in in response to COVID. We're selecting 20 women to get $500 micro grants. And then from there, we're selecting another five to pitch live for additional grant money. And we're excited. The whole, you know, one of the resources we have as female entrepreneurs right now in the in the way of funding, because we're so heavily underfunded, there are grant opportunities that are designed just for women and particularly women of color out there that you can do research just by Googling, um, you know, grants for women of color and a lot of them come in the form of pitch competitions, but people are like, oh, I have to do something for that, right? It's not a simple application, but that's okay because what a pitch competition will do for you, and Mel, you'll, you'll attest to this, right? Mm-hmm. It will prepare you for more. And so it will prepare you to know your business, understand your business, know your market, and it pushes you to learn the things that uh, people are afraid, you know, people are often afraid to do the business planning and write out the business plan. Oh, yesteryear, you'd have to fill out this 300, you know, big stack of papers and have every little pinpointed detail about your business and your industry. And now it's really, the industry has scaled down a bit in how much you have to um, create a, a, a pitch for our business plan, but it's important that you still hit those elements of knowledge and, and understand your market and your industry in order for you to grow and scale that business into that six, seven, and eight-figure business. Because it's out there. Shea Moisture started as a 
skincare line or a hair care line that they probably, just like so many of your listeners, were selling at uh, uh, vendor fairs, right? But they got to a point where they wanted more. They saw the future. They perfected their brand. They raised money in order to invest in marketing and probably, you know, rebranding and repackaging and to get themselves in front of the right companies. So I see the, that is, that is very true. That is very true. I see the, the grant requirements have changed a little bit since I um, pitched. Um, I they think have. I read somewhere that it's, uh, you have to be making, companies have to be making 25K per year. So what I've realized, and that's actually only in response to the COVID grant. So after we're done with this round of grant giving and we go back into our normal cycle of monthly grant giving, it will be more relaxed the way it was in the past. Um, But in this round, we're actually, because it's a part of and it's been integrated into the Herbrise Conference, we actually have phenomenal people that are uh, going to be watching what our pitch um, competitors will be bringing to the table. So there is going to be further possibility for an investor to look at these women and say, hey, I may want to invest in them further. And so knowing that, knowing the quality of people that will be in attendance at the conference, it's important that companies have traction. I don't know if you guys have heard this term being spoken before. And if you didn't, traction just means that your company, you have been able to run a company and can move it along to the next level at any stage. And if you're a brand new company, likely investors and partners won't want to come to you unless you can prove that you know how to hustle hard and make good money for your business. And so that's why we impose the, the, um, the 25K minimum in revenue, because it shows that you have grit, you have traction, you know how to reach your market, your target market, and you know a little bit about your industry enough to uh, take it to the next level. Because investors want people, they don't want to have to come in and do your business for you, right? They want to come in, give you that extra financial support you need to take it to the next level. But they, they don't want to necessarily be the person helping you run along. Right. I think it's an excellent challenge to owners, to business owners, to sort of get their business off the ground and not stay at hobby level or side hustle level because you have this whole idea that it's a side hustle, but we keep hustling. How about we stop the hustling and move it into, I make money while I sleep. That's the best, you know. It's it's so important you, you, you say that because, what we found, and you know, we've been giving out micro grants even long after your the competition. We've given out micro grants to women on a monthly basis, and from there, we we when I look back and I I check in with the women that we provided grants to, oftentimes those women are gone. Their 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 businesses are no longer uh, 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 operating. They've given up the business for whatever reason. It, they haven't pushed through the challenges and the obstacles to take that business to the next level. So it's important that 
people want to see that you you got grit, you got you got stamina that's going to push you towards actually making a, a go with your business. Is it a goal of her sweet spot to provide that sort of uh, support post grant um, now or anytime in the future? Yes, it is a goal. One of the things that we will be working towards long term is partnering with a big organization to fund um, sort of an accelerator program that will uh, kind of do both things in providing the resources and uh, the tools needed to move forward. So yes, that's one of our goals. So everybody's got to go, right? Everybody. So that, that's what, that's something that we are interested to advance in our own personal business. Okay. So that's, that's actually really excellent. So for anybody who's listening on here, just know that keep your eyes on his sweet spot because you got to work towards the grant, but then after the grant, there'll be something else. Yes. And you know what? People need to also keep in mind that we give out grants as a push, as a way to motivate, push, and inspire people. They're not huge grants. They're micro grants for a reason. Uh, you you got to do the work. You have to show that you want more for your business. And you have to also invest, not just time. It's important that you invest more than time. You invest money into your personal development, your professional development, and your business. There are very little businesses that start off without the founders putting in the money to make sure that it goes where they want it to go. For the, so for the companies that are successful grant recipients, um, thus far, are there any particular trends or qualities or characteristics that you see emerging between them? Um, well, what we look for when we're looking for a, a company, so in the application process, we ask you to verify that you've made a certain amount of, you know, the 25K. And we also look at how you're impacting the community with your business. Is it a business that is viable. Can this business idea and the business that you're running scale? Will you be able to um, survive this economic downturn that we're experiencing due to COVID? And will you be able to grow the business in a way that ultimately will become um, move from a boutique style business to an agency or a huge firm. Wow. So nearly half of black small businesses uh, have been wiped out. According to um, a report by the New York Fed, they have been wiped out as of April um, as the pandemic ravaged minority yeah. communities. Yeah. And black owners have very uncertain f- futures right now. What advice can you offer an owner out there who is losing or has lost hope or what can she do right now to flip the script on her business? If she's found herself struggling. Think outside the box, go, go, go back to the basics of exactly why you created your business. So what happens is uh, in this time, people get stuck in what they were doing and the problem that they were solving when they first created the business, Right. Look at your business idea and the current time 
of us being so much more heavily in tech, right? Everything is now a Zoom. Everything is now a, a, a digital communication factor. How can you pivot your business to stand firm in a digital world? Is important. Every business has a component of digital uh, um, communications, of digital reach and presence. There is not one industry, and if, and if you, you've seen and you know now, even the medical industry is gone virtual. We're doing medical doc, medical appointments on, you know, we were doing it before COVID. With I, I've had um, teledoc and I've done tele appointments for for a while now, mm-hmm. and so there is no business that cannot think beyond the brick and mortar or the live face to face interactions. Mm-hmm. It's important that you have to think. Give first of all, give yourself permission to pause. Right. And in that pause, in that time, do not forget about the pain points of your customers. Think about how your customers are now living their lives and think about how you can pivot your business to support them with very similar pain points yet in this new digital world. I think that's important. I think a lot of us are operating out of um, in survival mode. We just went into the fight, the fight or flight mode, you know. Yes. Um, and that's not really good. You need to really just take a pause and take a take step a pause. back. You wrote a great, you wrote a great piece for the blog for the Hurst Me to Our blog uh, about just recharging and taking a pause and giving yourself that permission. It's absolutely okay to give yourself permission to pause. Is it up yet? I didn't check. I think it's up already. Oh, okay. I, I think checked. I did your. I think I get. I I I might have tagged you on um, LinkedIn. Oh, okay. Thanks so much for that opportunity. Um, I want to jump real quick into. So you invest in young girls and women through the Eva Jordan Foundation. Did I say that right? Yes. Thank you. Okay. Why this particular age and demographic? Because we're the they're the future. Right. I support women right now. And and the majority of the work that I do through my for profit business is helping women and the women that I the young girls that I seek to work with through the foundation is because they're the future. They I wish if only I were given the tools I needed to be confident to to have the type of lessons and the information or or dare I should say. I had some of it. I feel like a, I, I was involved in a lot of programs growing up in in school that are just not available to young kids now. You know, programs that help them learn certain skills for their career or, or business that uh, I feel are, are lacking and missing. And I'm just too excited to, to help build a future uh you know, CEO and presidents of corporations. It, 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 I love it. I love it too. <laughs> so is this being run online now or is it? We just, we just uh, had a summer program. And so now we're on pause and we'll wait to see how the fall and how school stuff, because the kids are also, they've been heavily impacted by this new world we're living in. They, they now are digital um, learners for their schools, right? We're homeschooling. So we are just taking a pause and waiting to see the response from other, uh, from parents and kids and 
how they're adjusting to uh, their new schedules come come this fall. But we offer it, all, it's only really been once a year. And so we, we offered it this past summer as a summer program, and we'll see how things go for the future. And where can we find the Eva Jordan Foundation? The Eva Jordan Foundation, you could find it at www.tyjf.org or the Eva Jordan Foundation, and that's Eva Y-V-A. And where can we find you on Her, Her Sweet Spot? Her Sweet Spot can be found on every social media platform at Her Sweet Spot and at www.hersweetspot.com. That's sweet, S-U-I-T-E, hersweetspot.com. Thank you so much, Marsha, for agreeing to have this conversation. So much insight, so much tools and information to help uh, women out there. And I'm hoping that business owners take advantage of the micro grant and also the conference coming up in October. Yes. What, what date is it? Her Rise Conference happening October 9th and 10th. It is the virtual experience this year. And we have, we'll be announcing our speakers soon, but we have amazing speakers. You're going to learn all about mindset, money, marketing, and media for your career and your business. And we have some phenomenal speakers and our judges for the pitch contest are also phenomenal. Well, we are definitely looking forward to it. I will be uh, logging on because I'm, I want to get a go at that micro grant probably next year. For sure, for sure. Yes. Okay. We want you back. <laughs> thank you so much. You're- I'm Melanie Painter and I thank you for listening. For more about All About the Sisters, please go to www.allaboutthesisters.com or check us out wherever you listen to your podcasts. Want to know more about our guests? Check the description of this episode down below.